presence of our enemy. I'm telling you, at this point, the devil is trembling, he is panicked, he is nervous because there's an army of believers that know who their God is and know who they are, and they're marching forward. We are on the offensive. There's been times where it looked like the church was on the defensive, but we are on the offensive. We are moving. We are moving. I wrote this, God is raising up an army of believers who know who they are in Jesus, who have found their identity in him. They are not intimidated. They are not scared. They are not worried. They are not backing down from the enemy. They know who their God is. This army is marching into dark places. They are on the offensive. It is an exceedingly great army. It's a spiritual army. They are marching in the spirit and the enemy is trembling at the sound. Marching in unison, one purpose, one mind, and one accord. The sound is getting louder. Can you hear it? The battle cry has gone forth and the gates of hell are being stormed and these gates will not prevail. They are taking back territory that the enemy has stolen from them and those around them, they are more than conquerors. My, 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 my. So <laughs> I, I was going to go a certain direction to start out with. And then right before I got up here, someone came up to me and said, can I pray for you? They literally prayed verbatim the scripture that I was going to start with. So I think you're like, God was like, go ahead and go this direction. This is Psalms 133 and it's verses one through three. And it's one thing to, you know, to read the, the Bible and kind of get the Bible in your head. And there's, it's a whole nother realm when the Bible goes from your mind down into your spirit. And you're actually experiencing the things that Jesus prophesied were going to happen. There's power in his name. Psalms 133 says this, and this is happening all over the world right now. It says this, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And unity, it is like, listen, it is like, this is what she prayed, it is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing and life forevermore. This is a picture of overflow. It's a picture of blessing and renewal, refreshment and restoration. Believers unified meeting together from house to house, interacting, strategizing, and networking. This is happening in this house and houses all over the world to a greater magnification. It's happening, it's getting thicker. <laughs> Are you breathing? But he's pouring himself out and we experience that today. It's, <laughs> it's interesting how we launch out into prayer and fasting and God answers those prayers. Prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer as we're violently going after the kingdom and God is pouring himself out. So the, the title of this message is Army with Banners. And again, what God does, God drops these words and downloads these words into us and we get them and then all of this stuff from the outside begins to make sense. So I got this last week and it, I really wasn't thinking about Russia and I wasn't thinking about Ukraine and I wasn't thinking about all of that. I really wasn't thinking about more than the conquer, that word, but he dropped this down to my spirit. And after he drops it down, I start connecting the dots. There's a great war in the heavens going on right now. When you see a physical war on earth, you know the war is going on in the heavens. So there's both a spiritual war happening and there's also a physical manifestation of that war. Song of Solomon says this in chapter six and it starts in verse four. It says, oh my love, you are as beautiful as Terza, lovely as Jerusalem. 
He says, you're awesome as an army with banners. He says, turn your eyes from me, for they have overcome me. Your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep, which have come up from the washing. Everyone bears twins, and none is barren among them. Like a piece of pomegranate are your temples behind your veil. There are 60 queens and 80 concubines of virgins without number. My dove, my perfect one, is the only one, the only one of the mother. The favorite of the one who bore her, the daughter saw her and called her blessed. The queens and the concubines, and they praised her. Who is she who looks forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, awesome as an army with banners? So the whole book of the Song of Solomon, all those chapters combined, it's this relationship between a man and a woman. It's like a courtship going on, and they eventually get married, and it talks about after the marriage. But what we use this for from time to time is this idea of Jesus being the bridegroom and the church being the bride. And he's coming back for a bride that has no blemishes, no spots, and is on fire for him. Do you hear that? Awesome as an army with banners. And I, you know, when I got this, I started thinking about the, what the banners read and really nothing sprung out to me. But you know what it says earlier in the Song of Solomon? It says, My, his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. And all these banners in here today and that physical manifestation of that was incredibly awesome. And it's not about just putting a flag on the end of a pole and waving it. It's the person that's waving it. It's an extension of the person's life, an extension of the person's worship, an extension of the person's praise. And it breaks the hand of the enemy. It breaks. I saw, I saw idols being smashed, disintegrated into powder. I saw people struggling for things that just seemed like mountains. It seemed like granite. It seemed like steel. And the sword of the Spirit came down in that moment of praise and worship and literally smashed and demolished those things. When you're walking throughout this week, you're going to notice something lifted from you. You may not even realize what just happened, but you're going to walk out of here and minute by minute, day by day, you're going to realize that some of the things that were annoying you, some things that were frustrating you, some of the things that were biting at you have been taken away in the presence of the king. We got to magnify him, man. Listen, we magnify him. Again, we talk about this. We're not making God any bigger than he already is. He's already real big. Right, he's super big. He's big, 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 big. What we do when we come and magnify the Lord is we magnify him up here in our spirit. We give him the rightful place which he sits on the throne, and he is all-powerful. He is the mighty one. But these flags, I saw this army coming forth, and these flags read some of the things that I wrote, back, wrote down back there. Kindness, mercy, grace, deliverance. I've been set free, anointed, strengthened, empowered, loved. I'm a warrior. I've been healed. Increase, prospered, long-suffering, patience, and peace. But the overarching banner was love. And it was this army marching forth, and the army had all of these banners, and it was a representation of who the army is. Do so you know when the armies went out in battle, they would carry these flags. Some of the, you've seen all these, like, I don't know what those, some, some of the movies, like 300 or yeah, whatever, whatever, like the Gladiator movies, Gladiator if you watch when those armies come in, they're coming in with chariots and horses and people that are foaming at the mouth and they got these flags. And the flags identify the army. And these flags that we're carrying forth identify us. We realize we have our identi identity in him. He has identified us. We don't look anywhere else for our, our identity. But how great and how powerful it is for brethren to dwell together. It's interesting that John 13, verse 34 and 35 says this. He said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved, that you 
also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. What he doesn't say, they will know you by your talents and by your gifts and by your music and by your preaching and the size of your building and the number of people that you have. They will know who we are by our love for one another. And this has been happening in this house, and I've heard this over and over again, that newer people have come in and they can't believe how, not only that they're being loved, but how we're loving each other. This is power. This is power. God has given us a recipe, and people are following the recipe. He's given us the steps, and we are following the steps. And look what's happening. An explosive move of his spirit. I couldn't help but go to Ezekiel 37. And this is, you know, this scripture has been coming up over and over and over again, but I feel like I need to read through it. <laughs> Ezekiel 37, this is what it says. The hand of the Lord came upon me. Has his hand come upon you? Are you sensing he's, he's been touching you? He's been teaching you. He's been leading you. He's been directing you. You know what's interesting? In the Garden of Eden, God spoke everything into existence. But when it came to Adam, you know what he did? He took the dirt from the ground and he began to touch him and he began to form him and he began to handle him and he, began, he started to form Adam out of the dust of the ground. It was the first thing that he touched. And isn't it interesting how we desire touch, how we desire to be held, how we desire to be close to him. But it hasn't changed. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out of the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? The question comes forth. So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to the bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely, uh, surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. So God forms Adam. He's got the form, and what's he do next? He came up to him and did CPR, mouth to mouth, face to face, and breathed the breath of life into Adam, and it says Adam became a living being, and then he told Adam, and he said, now, go take dominion over everything. So what God does is he forms, and then he fills, right? And then he gives you the function. And what we're experiencing right now is he's formed us, We realize, guess what, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit now. He's not building some kind of tent or some kind of building out in the field and filling that that building full of his spirit. He has taken your body and he has breathed the breath of life into your lungs. And now you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he has formed and he has filled. And now we're understanding what it means to function. (laughs) What was that? Conjunction, junction, what's your function? But... We are learning how to function. You were born for such a time as this. Listen, you're going to feel like you're on the inside of a movie. You're going to feel like you're on the inside of some kind of end time movie. And you're going to be looking at stuff and you're going to be going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. What's going on? What's going on? Listen, we need to stay focused and do what we know to do. And that means we're loving each other and we're loving the people that come in the doors. Do you think there's not people sitting out, hanging out in their houses, doing whatever they're doing right now, wondering what is going on. Listen, biblical prophecy is coming forth, and it is proving itself. It's literally unfolding in front of our eyes. People will not be able to deny what's happening. 
And we're going to see an influx. We're going to see people turning. Some people will turn away, but some people will turn their face towards him. And we say for the people that want to turn their face towards him, come in the house. And if they're not, God, we pray that every idol, everything that's stopping them, every stumbling block be, be ground to powder. Everything that's hindering them. But he says, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. And I see this is the body of Christ. He's calling the body of Christ forward. And he's teaching people how to be hands and how to be feet and how to be ears and how to be eyes and how to be all the stuff that it takes. But you know what? You know what it says? It says, you know how it's fed? By the joints. Do you realize your whole body is connected by joints? What happens if I leave? What happens if I give up? What happens if I say, you know, I've had enough? What happens when I become offended? I lose the ability to be connected to the body. This is what he says. He says, how good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Because we are being fed by the same spirit. I need you and you need me. We need each other's gifts. We need each other's talents and we need each other's love. And we're getting it. We're getting it. Why? Because we've been born for such a time as this. Our eyes have been, have been opened. Then you shall know that I am Lord. Isn't it interesting? So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. Do you hear the noise? A sudden rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. And also, and also said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, to say, breath, that says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. And this is our cry out to God. Breathe on this region. Breathe on this city. Breathe on this county. Breathe on this country and breathe on this world. It's not a big deal to God. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal to God. Listen, he is everywhere all the time. You think he can't go into some drug addict's house? in East Palestine and come in and walk in and breathe his breath on that man or woman? But we say, let it happen. And we say, hand of the enemy be bound. Because what we bind on earth is bound on earth. What we bind in heaven is bound in heaven. We come in the power of his name. I don't come in my name. I come in the name of Jesus. Man, we're coming with a sword and this sword is big. You think Goliath's sword was big? Listen. Man, I'm David, this little ruddy, good-looking dude. Goliath is coming out. He came out 40 days and 40 nights. In the morning, he came out and mocked the people of God. At night, he came out and he mocked the people of God. And everybody was backing down. And everybody was terrified. And everybody was afraid. All his brothers were afraid. Saul was afraid. And then here comes David. David walks on the scene. And he comes down into the valley. And he goes, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of God? He had the spirit of God in him. And he came in and he said, who is this guy? And they tried to put armor on him. They tried to put the things of the world on him. He said, no, I don't need any of that stuff. All I need is I need a sling and I need some stones. And you know what it says David did? David ran to Goliath. It literally says he ran to him. He came after him. He was not scared. He was not intimidated. He was not going to back down. And it said he took the stones in his sling, and he swung it, and it went and boom, hit Goliath in the head, sunk into his skull, Goliath fell on the ground, David didn't stop there, he took Goliath's sword, and he said, boom, and cut off his head. <laughs> it's the anointing of God.
It's the power of God on this little shepherd boy. He had already killed a lion, already killed a bear, right? And he looked at Goliath and he said, who is this? You all wonder why you've been so, through so much stuff? You wonder why hell's come to your doorstep? You wonder why tragedy has creeped in? You wonder why all this stuff came at you? Because when it comes time to fight, you're going to go, I've already been there, done that. I've already been through all that stuff. And I came out alive. I came out greater. I came out bigger in his name. And I came out more prosperous. So who's Goliath? <laughs> Woo, okay. They, <laughs> they indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off this you, this is this chatter going out amongst all kinds of people all over the world. I'm lost. I'm desperate. I can't do this. I don't want to live anymore. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and I will cause you to come out from the grave. I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from the graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. <laughs> my goodness. We know the weapons of our warfare. Listen, some of us have been taught and trained for years and years and years and years and years. Some of you are new, but he has given us weapons of our warfare, and we're finding out more and more how to use these weapons. And we found out, guess what? Prayer and fasting is a pretty cool weapon. <laughs> you know, they come back to him. What, why, what happened, Jesus? What happened? Why? It's, it's only happens through prayer and fasting. And then he brings us into the season. We begin to pray and fast, and we see the heavens opened and things happening. But he says, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, and being ready, ooh, this is good, being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Man, think about that. When we're doing what we know we're supposed to do, when we're following the truth, he says, when your obedience is fulfilled, now you can deal with the obedience of others. Now you can pray for that person and say, that thing that you got tied up in, you know, some of y'all are addicted to drugs, some of y'all are addicted to pornography, some of y'all are addicted to whatever, gambling, whatever. Now, since your obedience has been fulfilled, now he's given you the key to say, be set free. Be set free. Be set free. I was back there today and I just kept on getting, it's time to put the idols away. It's time to put the idols away. It's time to put the idols away and realize he is the only king. He is the only savior and he is the only God. He's the only Lord. Army with banners marching forward. It's interesting, the song of Solomon. Bride and groom prepare for the wedding. Bride and groom profess their desire for one another. And the bride and groom are finally united. Get ready. The marriage, the marriage supper of the lamb is at the doorstep. Do you realize when it talks about this idea of awesome is an army with banners, it literally talks about this idea of a banquet hall. It calls it a banquet house. It says, he brought me, in Psalm 2, 4, he brought me to the banquet house. And he says, and his banner of love was over me. You want to know what banquet house means? It's the place of feasting. It literally means the house of wine. Basically, it's a place of rich, rich abundance. And he's, br he's brought us to this place, this banquet house. And he says, my banner over you is love. Do you know it's love that casts out devils? You know it's love that heals people? You know it's love that causes a miracle to happen or a wonder to happen? You know it's all driven by love? That's how powerful love is. 
It's his love. And that banner over us is love. Romans 8 through 31, and we've talked about this. This is obviously our word, but I think it's good to reiterate. Romans 8, 31 through 37 says, What then shall we say to these things? Remember about this overarching idea of love. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, let it sink down. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Listen to that. Come on now. Think about where we're at. Is it going to be tribulation? Is it going to be distress? Is it going to be persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. Love is too big. Listen, love's too rich. God is love. None of those things. That is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, who we are more than conquerors through him. It doesn't stop there. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's how we get the strength to move forward. That's how this, we get the strength to wake up every day and say that God that knit me in my mother's womb loves me. Everybody in my life can fall away and say, we don't love you, but I have one that stands for me, that died for me, and he is love. He is love. Who shall separate us from the love of God? We are the bride, and he is the bridegroom. Oh, how he loves you and me. Y'all can stand. You didn't think I was going to get done, did you? Listen, <laughs> I was driving in the car on the way here, and I was like, Eli, I got 11 pages of notes. And he's like, we're going to be there till 3. I was like, no. I was like, listen, it only takes a little shot from God. Listen, the world's got its shots, but God's got a shot. And it's the Holy Spirit, all it takes is a second. All it takes is a, and the Spirit of God will change your life. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, he breathes on the disciples, you know. They have the form. They have the body. He breathes on the disciples. He's a, and he goes, go wait in the upper room. They go up and wait in the upper room, 120 of them. He has a form. They're in the upper room. He fills them, and he says, go out into all the world and preach this gospel of the kingdom. So Peter has the form. Peter's filled, and Peter steps out on the balcony, and 3,000 people are saved. We're coming into a season where people are going to be so desperate, so hungry for something different, so hungry for change. And we got the words in our mouth, and we are going to speak these words forward, and we're going to see things happen so quickly. Just as you woke up one morning and Russia was invading Ukraine, God's got some stuff in store where you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to be able to realize and say, God is doing something quick in the earth. Putin this morning declared that it was time for him to use nuclear weapons if people don't adhere to what he wants to do. Folks, if you're in this house today and you are not saved, and I'm not trying to fearmonger you. I'm not, I'm giving you a reality talk. If you're in this house today and you are not saved, it's time. Has God tugged on your heart during this message? 
Has he tugged on your heart during this? It is the Spirit of God who is turning your mind and saying, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time to come into the kingdom. If you're in this house today and you don't know him, all you do is receive him. I don't have to call you down. I don't have to lead you through a prayer. All you say is, God, I, I need you. You don't have to be here. You can be in your bedroom. You can be on a street. You can be in a restaurant because he is everywhere all the time and he is there to answer your prayer. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy dominion come on this earth as it is in heaven. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but don't have love, I become a sounding brass or clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. And I can give my goods to the poor. And though I give my body to be burned. <laughs> Take that. And don't have love. It profits me nothing. Love suffers long. Are you hearing this? Love doesn't envy. Love doesn't parade itself. It's not puffed up. It doesn't behave rudely. It doesn't seek its own. And it's not provoked. It thinks no evil. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they're going to fail. Whether there's tongues, they're going to fail. Whether there's knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is part will be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mere dimly. But then, do you know where you're going? Do you realize you've been created in his image? And what he has is yours. Do you realize we are this close to you receiving a glorified body? My goodness, what is that gonna look like? Imagine telling a little, little worm in a cocoon, hey, guess what, someday you're gonna be a butterfly and you're gonna be able to fly all over the place. You imagine telling a little worm in a cocoon that? And he's like, okay. But God is saying, get ready. You heard the word today, get ready, get ready. If you're not prepared, get prepared. If you're prepared, get more prepared. And stay connected. And now abide faith, hope, love, and these three, but the greatest is love. And Lord, I pray today you unleash your love lavishly on your people, lavishly. Just like the man said to the woman in the Song of Solomon. Even your look, listen, can you imagine? God saying, even your look, I can't stand your look, man. Your gaze. Because he looks down and he sees his son. The love that he has for his son is now our love. My prayer is that you be set free today. Whatever has possibly hindered or you bound, that right now, even right now in this, this atmosphere, it be ground to dust. Whatever's in your body that's holding you back could be a tumor, could be a pain, could be a system that's malfunctioning. Right now, right now, we call forth the word of God and the anointing of God to say, Come in line with the word of God, come in line. Listen, we don't have a glorified body yet, but there's stuff in that glorified body that when we pray and we fast and we go after, it may happen right now. You may have blind eyes, it may happen right now. You may have deafness in your ear and it might happen right now. And it's his power and we come in his name and we say in the name of Jesus, all bodies be lined up. It's coming out, coming back for a bride without spot or blemish. Listen, he's coming back for a bride that is free and not, is not bound in any area. He is coming back for a bride that is whole and not lacking. Are you ready?
prayer people can come down. And the people up front aren't just the people that can pray for you. We're just giving you a, a line here of people that you can go to. If you feel led to pray for somebody that's in the house and you're not up here, go to them. Listen, God laid his hands on Adam and formed him. And now we have the spirit of Christ on the inside of us. And now he says, now you go lay your hands on somebody and give what I gave to you. Peter at the gate, beautiful. The dude is mangled and can't walk. And he's asking for gold and silver. And Peter says, I don't have gold or silver, but what I do have, I give to you. You have something to give. You have something to give. seal this word in Jesus' name, and let's worship him some more. He's worthy to be praised. And everybody said, Amen.